After more than two years of working from home, many companies are calling their employees back into the office. New research from Microsoft shows that 50% of company leaders want workers back in person full time within the next year. But what do employees want? To get an idea, we are checking in with several Chicagoans about what returning to the office means for their lives and the expectations they have moving forward. First up is Kevin Santana. He is the director of experience analytics at an advertising agency called RAPP. That's R-A-P-P. Kevin, welcome to Reset. Hi, how are you guys? I'm great. Um, So at this point, you have been going into the office once a week for about the past two months. You're in the office today. So how are things going? Yeah, it's been good. So um, our company's doing some really good measures to kind of, you know, limit exposure and, uh, you know, and having folks book desks so that, um, you know, they're able to track, uh, you know, sanitation practices at the end of each office day, which is great. Oh, that's really interesting. So when when did your company let workers know that you would need to be returning into the office? And, and were you on board with the plan? Yeah, so it was towards the end of last year. Um, our, the president um, of our company let us know. And uh, initially, I was a little hesitant only because at that time, you know, the Omicron variant was, was kind of rearing its head. And, um, and at least in Chicago, there was, you know, the, the positivity rate seemed to be an, on an incline. So, mm-hmm. uh, Originally, I wasn't super on board, but um, in the last couple of months, as you mentioned, I've been in the office with some of the, you know, safety measures and kind of sanitation practices that the company has put into place has certainly made me a lot more comfortable as well as, you know, personally getting boosted and uh, the company requiring that everyone must be fully vaccinated and show proof of vaccination to come into the office. Oh, wow. So you mentioned sanitation of the desks and booking desks, as well as the vaccine requirement. What other adjustments did the company make to to make you and others feel more comfortable with their transition? Yeah, so they're staggering, you know, folks coming into the office. So, you know, really, if, if it's if it's, you know, desired for you to be in the office with your team to come in, but really not to have, you know, all teams present at the same time. Mm-hmm. The only exception was the beginning of this year. We had our, our delayed holiday party uh, in January where there was, you know, a larger number of people in the office. But again, at that time, the, the vaccination mandate and, um, you know, the, the physical, you know, kind of distancing, like skipping every other desk was still in place. Mm. I understand there's a uh, color-coordinated bracelet system. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, so it's really like a stoplight. It's green, yellow, red. Um, Red is pretty much, you know, please keep, you know, I I much prefer for you to keep my distance from me. Um, You know, I, uh, yellow is more like, you know, elbow touching and green is, you know, you're allowed to get hugs and and, and you're allowing someone to give you a hug or shake your hand. But yeah, yeah. um, yeah, so I, I think that's also, you know, kind of an easy way for folks to kind of understand someone's comfortability without having to specifically ask them. Right. So since returning to the office, one conscious change you've made is avoiding public transportation. Could you tell us about that decision and if you think that might change? Yeah, so I'm lucky in that I only live about a mile or so from my office. Uh, so I'm, I'm able to rely on either combination of you know, of an Uber or some type of ride sharing app, or my partner will drive me, mm. uh, you know, when, when possible. 
Um, but yeah, I, and I would say in the last couple of times I've been in the office, I've, I've had to go on the train just because when I'm leaving the office at 5 PM, the, you know, a lot of the fares and the mm -hmm. Uber prices are, are surging. Um, I'm, I'm imagining other people may have the same idea as me. So it, it just doesn't make sense for me to, you know, spend $25 on a one mile ride. So I will, of course, still wearing a mask because it's still mandated in Chicago. Um, you know, I will still um, go on the train just wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Now, I know the federal government announced they're extending the, the requirements to wear masks on public transit. Um, and I, I wonder, you know, do you worry about masks coming off on the trains um, and the buses? And I suppose the, the nice weather might help with that. If you're only a mile, you might even be able to walk. But yeah, I oftentimes will walk um, when, when weather is good. Um, I don't. If someone, you know, if the if the mandate does go away and folks will not be wearing a mask on the trains, on the buses, I still will be, mm -hmm. um, right? I, that's just my personal comfortability is, is just um, comfort level is, is just wearing a mask, even, even around folks um, when I'm in an office, in the office, and we're in, you know, smaller uh, conference rooms, I still am wearing a mask just for my own comfort level. Sure, sure. I know you keep a close eye on COVID positivity rates and cases. Based on what you're seeing right now, are you comfortable with where your workplace is at right now? Or are there any changes you'd like to see? No, I, I'm very comfortable. Yeah, I would say that, you know, my company has done a really great job at kind of, um, you know, minimizing anyone's like discomfort in the office, and they're really doing as much as they can. All right. You know, to kind of help with that, yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks so much, Kevin, for joining us. That's Kevin Santana. He's the Director of Experience Analytics at RAP. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. Bye. So let's now turn to Edgar Leon. He's a Senior Research Manager at Jones Lang LaSalle, which is a global commercial real estate services company. Hi, Edgar. Are you there? Yeah, how are you doing? I'm great. So let's go back to uh, the beginning of this pandemic and, and tell us a little bit about when your office closed. How did you navigate doing your work remotely? Well, I think that was, you know, quite a surprise for everyone. We were, you know, we're seeing it kind of come into action and it was, you know, early on into 2020. And when it closed, it was almost, it was almost like a rapid fire, right? You were, you know, designated to work from home. But no one knew until when, how long would this prolong? So, and, and I think that's when everyone got into the rush of, do we have everything we need to work from home? And the majority of people, of course, didn't, right? Mm -hmm. So I think uh, getting used to the work from home, uh, you know, it, it took a little bit, right? It took a couple months. It took getting all the gear needed to because we do, you know, quite a little, you know, extensive research and that requires a decent amount of, you know, tools that, that we have in the office that we might not particularly have at home, right? Yeah, setting up the, the work from home office was yep. a challenge for everyone, I think, right at the beginning. Um, you know, fast forward to fall of 2021, you started talking with your director about moving to a hybrid work schedule. Tell us about what those conversations were like. Well, we uh, when we were coming back to the office and, and we knew we, weren't, we all wanted to come back, um, what we wanted to make sure is that we were kind of making sure that we had flexibility with our employees, with our kind of employee base, with, with my kind of direct reports, right? Because what we, what I saw is that, you know, working from home, um, definitely helped us out in kind of the short term, 
But in the long term, we wanted to see employees come back to the office. We saw there was there's great benefits to working from home and understanding that now we can be productive working from home, whereas previously, you know, it was five days a week, right? And no one really, when, when you work from home, people like thought you weren't as productive. But now that we know that you can be, as, you know, very productive, I think it took some of the nuances, right? You, you know, the commuting and not having to commute every day. But when we were talking about kind of giving that flexibility, we were talking about like a three, three, you know, three days in the office, two days at home. And and in in that varies, right? There's definitely days where I'm in the office five days a week or four days a week with clients or, or, you know, different client calls or different things like that. Um, But that's what we really want to make sure we gear to. We want to get ultimate flexibility, but we also want to make sure that, you know, people can come back to the office and really collaborate and be productive on a whole new level. What benefits do you see from being in the office again? You know, for me, in my own uh, opinion, uh, productivity levels. You know, I I personally, I think you could be very productive at home, right? Um, But there's those certain nuances such as, you know, if, if you're training someone, Right. And they're asking questions or they want to shadow you. It's, it's really hard to shadow someone virtually or it's it's when you when you have when you have an analyst that wants to ask you a question. Right. They almost have to like schedule a meeting with you if you're working from home, like permanently. Right. Whereas if you're in the office, it can just, you know, tap you in the shoulder and you can kind of walk them through it. So what I personally found is that. I've been able to train my analysts a lot faster uh, when I'm in person. Sure, yeah. I suppose onboarding people in the last two years has been a little bit more difficult. Um, With our last guest, I talked a little bit about public transportation. You do take public transportation to work. Um, What have you noticed on your commute? You know what? What I've noticed is that it's getting crowded. It's Mm. getting very crowded, right? Um, We're seeing, I I take the Metro line um, from Naperville, and, you know, over the last couple weeks, especially in March, I've seen it's, it's getting it's gotten very crowded um, on, you know, both ways, on the way there and the way back. And it's it's good to see, right? You're seeing a lot more activity in downtown Chicago, which is, you know, great from all different aspects. Um, and you're just seeing that metric card game filled up, which is good. Um, you're even seeing some people have to stand or sit next to one another. But what I do think, it, it seems safe, right? I haven't seen anyone that's, you know, coughing profusely or, or you know, going crazy on the metro. So it seems like I, I feel safe on it. It's everyone's masked up, which I, I feel very safe about, and I'm you know happy that they're continuing that. Now, the company you work for um, works in commercial real estate, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you feel like the return to the office is very important in that industry, and, and if not, I mean, what have you seen in the industry in terms of people keeping their physical offices you know, I think it varies, right? I think we've seen, we've certainly seen, it depending on where you're located at, whether it's the Chicago suburbs or the Chicago CBD, right? It, it varies and also depends on the type of company, right? What we've seen is that many companies have taken this time to really think about their space plans, right? And, and, and understand, do we want to adopt a work from home permanent policy or mobility program and shift some of our employees directly to just working from home and, and keep, you know, 80% of our space, but we've also seen a lot of companies grow specifically in downtown Chicago, where we have many technology companies mm. growing relatively fast and going from, you know, 2000 square feet in a warehouse to a 50, 60,000 square foot office in Fulton market. Right. So oh, we're yeah. seeing quite a, we're kind of seeing both spectrums, right. And it really depends on the type of company you are and what your needs are for your future. And I think we're going to see a lot of decisions happening in the, in kind of the second half and later parts of this year, considering, you know, in March, we saw quite a bit of people come back to the physical workplace after the mask mandate was taken off. So I think that's going to help a lot of companies really 
start to understand how much of my employee base is coming back and what do I need to do for my future office space. Right, right. Do you anticipate that um, most companies will eventually go back to five days full, full time? You know, that's that's going to be interesting. I think, you know, I don't think we have a direct answer for mm-hmm. that, but I, I do anticipate that you know, companies want their employees back into the office, right? I think mm-hmm. those productivity uh, reasons, are, you know, that productivity reason is just one of, you know, a couple of reasons, collaboration, right? right. Face-to-face time, I think is, you know, it's very important. Um, and, and I think one other thing that we noticed is that companies are, you know, with the companies that are signing new leases, they're signing new leases in these very nice new development buildings mm-hmm. uh, to encourage employees to come back to the workforce and also to stay competitive in today's uh, tight labor market. Sure. That's Edgar Leone. He's Senior Research Manager at Jones Lang LaSalle. Edgar, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. If you're just tuning in to Reset, I'm Becky Vivi. In today for Sasha Ann Simons, we're talking about how Chicagoans are handling a return to the office. So far, we've heard from employees about how they're navigating their changing schedules. We're going to turn now to a leader of a small business, May Whiteside-Williams. She's the president and CEO of CKL Engineers. She joins us now. May, great to have you on Reset. Ah, great. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. And I know the pandemic has forced you to make some really hard decisions about your business. Tell me a little bit more about how how your small business managed. Well, immediately when we got news of the COVID and it was in March and we just said, you know, I said, grab everything. Everyone just just walk. Yeah, wow. And it, so, and, it, and, it, and it was it was very instant. I, I was nervous about us spreading and transmitting the disease, which was fairly unknown. And in the office at the time, I think our office was no bigger than 1,300 square feet. It was like three mm-hmm. of us in there. And that was an uh, immediate cause for, hey, let's get out of here. Let's, uh, let's go home where it's safe. We'll figure out. We started using Slack. And it was funny. We were using Slack uh, long before the uh, pandemic. And so we were already comfortable with that tool. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that was a level of of just being comfortable with that. Sure. So your your company is fully remote and and I'm wondering kind of, it still is fully remote. So what's been guiding your decision around that? Well, actually it, it took the stress away from the commute. I have an office in River West. Um, and near that area, it can get pretty congested mm-hmm. because we're kind of nestled in a residential area with the Chicago Avenue being the um, the strip. Um, however, we've been able to kind of be okay, but I do have a concern. Mm. About the commuting? About, uh, about keeping the culture. Oh, um, about the together. culture. Oh, okay. The company culture. Yeah. That's, I was going to ask My, how your employees are feeling. What do you hear from them? What's the feedback you're getting from them? After a while, they started to think about, because think about my culture, we're all scientists, engineers, uh, construction engineers, design engineers, of like transportation facilities and stuff like that. You kind of need a collaborative space to talk. And so there became questions. My new, my new graduates was like, well, how do I do this? But then there's no one there, mm-hmm. you know, they're in the house alone. Not good in terms of trying to grow and mentor uh, engineer. You can't just walk over to their monitor and, and they have a set of roadway plans up and then point out, oh, yeah, this is how I would treat this situation. If you put this curb line here, you got to make room for construction equipment. Mm. Being remote, I can't show them that. So do you think you'll move to a hybrid plan? 
We're uh, actually, as we speak, I was walking and looking at office spaces. Oh. <laughs> this whole interview is being conducted looking at three different office spaces. Um, but uh, hybrid seems to be what I would do. I want to bring design engineers back in the office. They need the technical collaboration. Got Our it. construction business, the construction side of things, we're fine being fully remote because guess what? We're working out of field offices, trailers, so there's no mm-hmm. need to tether back in our main office. But it's nice to have a, a permanent space. So you're looking today, what are you What are you keeping an eye out for in a space? Well, a bigger space so oh. such that we can keep everyone safe with a little bit of social distancing, uh, putting desks, spacing them a little bit apart, um, and open, airy, high uh, yeah, I'm like doing everything like at least for the physical barrier space. Got it. Got it. Are there other precautions you're thinking about besides what the physical space looks like? Vaccine requirements um, or anything? Physical space space requirements, making sure that not all offices will have a that wants them where running water so that they can wash your hands rather than, you know, travel. I'll touch all these extra knobs to come back and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. I I just want them to be, to feel safe. They can come to the, I don't want coughs that not everyone just starts running for the door. You mm-hmm. out of there. They're, they want to stay. Sure, sure. Bigger space to space them apart. Got it. That's May Whiteside-Williams. She's president and CEO of CKL Engineers, shopping for a new office space. Thank you so much for joining us, May. Thank you.